Well, the first thing we really need to know is how much muscle do we have? So getting on a body composition analysis machine to see how many pounds of lean muscle do you actually have and can you maintain that or improve that as we get older? When we know that exercise should not be used as a catalyst to use weight, lose weight. Exercise should be used as a catalyst to get more fit, more muscularity, um, you know, that kind of stuff, uh, better functionality with your movement. Really the diet and how we live our life and how much sleep we get has more to do with weight loss than exercise does. So you're saying that you can't eat at like H-E double toothpicks and <laughs> just cardio away. There was one thing that the people could really, really own. That would be the understanding of the power, the role, the duty, the responsibility, the authority of our states. ways to build muscle and gain strength? Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is resistance training. I mean, you think about a muscle built is one that had to be tore down first. What makes it grow? You know, if you have this idea of a breakdown, build up and compensatory response so that you won't break it down for the same resistance next time, that's really a process of muscle building. But I think there's, there's other ways besides resistance training. But the bottom line is it it, you have to create stress on the muscle to actually uh, provoke this adaptation response. Well, the first thing we really need to know is how much muscle do we have? So getting on a body composition analysis machine to see how many pounds of lean muscle do you actually have and can you maintain that or improve that as we get older? We yes. know that as we age for each decade, we get a little bit more frail, especially as we pass the 50-yard dash line mm. if we're not doing the things we need to do to build muscle. Like you said, resistance training. How many days a week should we be hitting the gym, lifting those weights? Well, according to the American Heart Association, which is one of the few things I agree with them on um, because of the high heart disease we have in America, three days a week or more. Now, with us, we're at least five days a week. And I believe it's necessary. I'm not saying go in there and spend like hours and hours and hours. We may spend 30 minutes, 35 minutes, 45. I know today I actually worked my legs and I spent 48 minutes. I timed it right on legs. But you can achieve a lot of resistance training within just a half an hour. And, and really, I think everybody out there listening right now should be doing it three days a week, bar none you know, to keep muscle on the frame. So three days a week, a busy person could actually see their lean mass stay the same yep. or even improve. Uh, some other ways that we can make sure that we maintain lean body mass is protein, making sure we're getting yep. a complete amino acid score every single day. What are some great ways that people can make sure that they're getting enough protein to offset the breakdown of a workout? Well, that's a low-hanging fruit for Kingdom Fuel, isn't it, right? So, you know, I think Kingdom Fuel is great. I mean, it has... Uh, 21 grams of protein in it, right, which is good. Uh, but really, when you think about it, protein is made of amino acids, right? 
muscles are made from proteins which come from amino acids. So when you have this breakdown concept, you have to have the amino acids back to rebuild. Think about amino acids as maybe bricks and mortar, you know, mm -hmm. for structure. And you've got to have that in place there. And so when somebody resistance trains, the best thing to do, and you know, this is a standard thing we've probably known for years, is you could maybe have a, a kingdom fuel shake after that workout sometime. Now, I don't get too hung up, you know, like some people do. It's got to be within 30 minutes or 45 minutes because that's your little sweet spot. I think everybody's different with that. Um, but you do have to have adequacy of protein on board to maintain muscle. Well, and I do think that that 90-minute window post-exercise, especially on your resistance training days, to get that complete amino acid score, that kingdom fuel, your protein shake on board is very important because you got to get the fuel for it to recover. Yeah. Not only do we have to break it down with resistance training, we've got to feed it with protein, the complete amino acid score. What about rest? Should we make uh -huh. sure we rest it before we go back to the gym to train it again? Y E capital S. Like this is a classic thing that people do wrong when we're talking about resistance training. They overtrain, they overstress, and they train the same muscles over and over again. Big muscles, like let's just break it down, like big muscles, like upper body front, the big pushing muscles, like the pectoralis. Upper body back, like your latissimus, right? You know, things like that. And then lower body, like your your glutes, your hamstrings, and your quads. They really only be worked about once every three days. If you train those things, especially as you're getting over 50, perhaps when you're younger, you can train those more than maybe three days a week, maybe within 48 hours. But when you get older, probably 72 hours or even more is required to get those things to respond giving them time to recover and time to rest. Rest is so important. And even with the three days a week that we talked about a moment ago, I mean, one day probably should be upper body front, one day upper body back, and one day legs. If you just do that, you're going to get more potential muscle gain and maintenance than you will if you do the same thing every time. And a good way to tell, you know, really when you're doing this is to answer this question, are you getting stronger? And some people never think that way. Well, I, I do three sets of 10. Well, okay, of what? Well, three sets of 10, that's what I do. Three sets of 10 of 100 pounds, that's what I've done for 10 years. That is not getting stronger. That body will adapt to that, and it will stop adjusting and assessing at all. So train it, feed it, rest it. Maybe get an accountability partner or a trainer who, if you're going to push that weight a little bit and you're going to yeah. put some extra weight on there, they can spot you to help you make sure that you don't get hurt and set yourself back. Well, they can, and, and that's if you're younger and you're trying to train heavier, you know, in the repetition range, probably somewhere between a two and a five or six or seven, you probably need to get a spotter, you know. Um, but, it's you know, you get up there in a few age, I don't really get down there lower than about eights anymore, you know, repetition range. So um, I try to, my accountability partner is you, but I will actually get a notebook and I'll write down what I've lifted last time when I come back to that type of workout. I know what I did, and I know what I try to do, and I try to get one more, a little bit better. And if I'm doing that on a consistent basis, I'll put a little plus sign down there by my exercise. A little plus sign. And, and that means I've improved. As long as I've got a lot of pluses in a, in a pattern over time, that means I'm improving. And that means I'm not overtraining. On the flip side, if I put a bunch of minuses where I'm not improving, that tells me something too, and I need to change up my workout. So we've got to monitor our body composition, make sure we know how much lean mass we have and track it going upwards. Yep. We've got to feed it, rest it, 
Um, what's what's the last one? I think you got to document it. Yeah, document it. Right, and this is important because if we don't maintain muscle tissue in our frame, you know, yes, it's it's tied to fat loss. I understand. Yes, it's tied to metabolism, but let's for, let's don't forget what muscles do. They are attached with tendons to the to bones bone. to move the bones. I mean, muscles are about movement. The more muscles you have, the more you can move. Train it, feed it, rest it. You might want to see your practitioner because as we pass that 50-yard dash line, sometimes hormones decline and they need to be replaced. Boy, hormones, that's another show for another day. But in the meantime, train your muscles at least three days a week or more. Feed and you'll them. Find your, feed them, rest them, and um, what was their thing? Fuel them. Fuel them. There you go. All about muscles. Stay strong. And when you navigate through these, these economies with people, here's, here's what happens. We want to hold their hand through it, let them know when it's time to buy, sell, reallocate, get out of Dodge. Because a lot of times when you're struck with fear, fear does two things. Number one, it can paralyze and, and people just put their head in the sand and say, I'm just going to forget about it and hopefully it gets better. Or it causes you to make a wrong decision. And this is why we are here, is to help people navigate through the political quagmire nonsense that's going on, the economic malaise and the absolute collapse that we're seeing. And when our freedoms are eroding, our political freedoms, our economic freedoms, our personal freedoms, our religious freedoms, our health freedoms, they're all tied together. But you know what doesn't need to erode with that? Our finances. Kirk Elliott, PhD.com forward slash Sherwood. There's a lot of talk these days about human enhancement. Terms like biohacking, bioharmonizing, biosynergizing, stacking, resilience, and anti-fragility. In our clinic, the Functional Medical Institute, we've been helping people of all shapes, sizes, and backgrounds improve their quality of their physiology and maximize their lives. So you can follow the latest fads and gimmicks and maybe find some things that work for you. Or you can add kingdom fuel to your daily regimen right now. It's the simple start to a transformed life. Our unique meal shakes are balanced, low glycemic, rich in fiber with 20 grams of clean protein, essential vitamins and minerals, healthy fats and organic fruits and vegetables. Kingdom fuel is vegan with a complete amino acid profile. No gimmicks, just proven results. Start today at Sherwood.tv forward slash fuel. Hey there, Kevin Sorbo here. Now, deep down, we know this. We're, we're more than just a brain and a body. We're a spirit, we're a soul, and we're also a physical temple. If you hit the wall when you're trying to improve one aspect of your being, it's probably because, well, other aspects are sabotaging our success. So that's why diets don't work. And frankly, why so much conventional wisdom from our so-called medical establishments falls flat. Doctors Michelle and Mark Sherwood have a very different approach. I should know because I happen to be one of their patients. They address the whole person to get to know you, your challenges, and more importantly, what your goals are. Then they offer a complete plan that addresses your unique biology and your heart. They'll help you discover 
what you need to experience transformation. So find out more at Sherwood.tv slash Sorbo. That's Sherwood.tv slash Sorbo or see the link before. Now I'm heading for a workout. You should be going for a workout too. All right, guys. God bless. Can you really lose weight without doing cardiovascular exercise? I, I don't think so. I think, I mean, I look at cardiovascular exercise as movement. So I'm thinking, how can you lose weight without movement? So I, th I think redefining that cardio concept is good. And I think really the other side of the coin is like we need to make sure we maintain muscle tissue because having more muscle tissue allows you to have a higher metabolic rate, at least slightly, and that can help you. Well, we know that to be healthy long-term, we need both types of exercise, yeah. both aerobic and anaerobic. Aerobic being cardiovascular exercise, meaning getting your heart rate up, getting blood, oxygen, and nutrients to the tissues, whether it's walking, whether it's rowing, whether it's spinning a bike, whether it's a treadmill, Whatever that form of exercise is, that does help metabolism because it's creating yeah. blood flow. Now, just as you stated, there's that anaerobic type of exercise which builds muscle. Now, the more muscle you have on your frame, that equals burning more calories. So the balance of both is going to be the best win in the end. Well, it is, and, and people tend to equate what you just said to the gym you know weight training and and a treadmill or a bike but let's keep in mind that gymnasiums have only been around about a hundred years there's not something that that's true historically old so, so true you know our genes have changed two percent in ten thousand years say so that again two percent that's it two percent in ten thousand years so you friend had the same genes as noah <laughs> had or his wife when they hopped off the boat. Isn't that crazy? But here's the thing about this is that we tend to think we have to go to the gym to get those type of activity uh, arranged or done. We don't. We just have to be moving and busy and pick things up and move things around. That's what we need to be about, more activity. And you said it before, sitting is a new smoking. You know, and it doesn't matter what you do. If you're sitting around all day long and the activity goes down and you're sedentary, you won't lose weight. You'll actually gain weight. Well, now, this body is brilliant. So if we take a construction worker, for example, if he, this individual is doing the same thing every single day ongoing, the body kind of gets used to that. So yep. the fitness level is going to plateau. So in individuals that have manual labor jobs, I will challenge them to just do a little deeper breathing, purse their lips as they're moving. That increases the heart rate. Therefore, they're not having to go to the gym later at night. They can actually use their work as their physical fitness mm -hmm. and not have to spend more time when they need to be spending time with their families. Oh, yeah. Th those guys like a, a roofer or a construction worker, they're carrying big old heavy loads of pallets or boards all day long. That's a lot of physical labor. I think, though, it's, it's good to point out, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention this, is there's kind of this um, vibe that goes on in America today with all of our gyms that indicates the false belief that you can just go out there and do cardio and all kinds of exercise to lose weight when we know that exercise should not be used as a catalyst to use weight. 
lose weight. Exercise should be used as a catalyst to get more fit, more muscularity, um, you know, that kind of stuff, uh, better functionality with your movement. Really, the diet and how we live our life and how much sleep we get has more to do with weight loss than exercise does. So you're saying that you can't eat like H-E double toothpicks and <laughs> just cardio away. What is H-E double toothpicks still- smell? <laughs> Um, H-E double hockey sticks. There you go. You, are you getting this right? It's important. Um, the, no, you can't. I mean, we have a saying that we've used many times. You can't supplement away, hormone away, away medicate away, away uh, exercise away, pray away a bad diet. You can't do it. It's just that bad. And, and yet we want to look for one thing that does everything or a pill that, uh, you know, relieves us of our ill or some kind of exercise plan that causes us to lose weight but it's really everything isn't it so it's going to be of course we have to use border security or border control we have to pay attention to what's on our plate we have to eat the right things fresh and raw fruits and vegetables nuts and seeds good clean protein the excess calories is Mm -hmm. what's going to put weight on the frame so how we improve fitness is of course we need to get about 150 minutes of cardiovascular activity in a week Male, female, you know, that is kind of the minimum from the American mm-hmm. Heart Association, American Cardiovascular Association standards. Then in terms of resistance training, that's at least three days a week, three days a week. of training all those major muscle groups so that we can keep muscle on the frame. What people forget is that muscle is agility. It's metabolic tissue. That is the tissue that burns the calories. So as we age, we have a tendency to decrease in our ability to maintain muscle. So we have to work at it a little harder just to make sure nutrition is on point so that we maintain that metabolic fuel that actually is what burns the calories. Studies show that we lose a half a pound of lean body mass or muscle every year just naturally after the age of 25 yeah whoa so somebody at 25 might look the same as 80 but they have like half the muscle that's right and so what we have to do if that's true and i believe it is we have to make up for that offset by building a half pound every year and we can actually in effect do that we can actually build above that to grow muscle tissue when we lose a half a pound of lean body mass that also correlates Mm. with a half a percent of your metabolic rate so now we see the relationship between maintenance of muscle tissue and the ability to maintain less fat tissue. And, and therein lies a big deal because we, we don't want to be about weight. We've talked about that in previous shows, you know. But we want to be about really exercising and moving more, sitting less, because really in today's world, the sedentary lifestyle is crushing us. Well, and I've always talked about, you know, the loss of muscle is frailty. And frailty is a disease. With a loss of muscle, as we age, that gets us more adult toys, walkers, <laughs> wheelchairs, crutches, yeah. and canes. So we have to mindfully go into our advanced years being, ten- being intentional about weight optimization, not weight loss, body composition optimization. Let's keep that yellow fat at a minimum and keep that muscle tissue at a maximum. Move more, sit less, which will equate to stressing less. This, my friends, is the moral of the day, the story. What does our Constitution really mean, and how do we interpret it? Find out next with our constitutional attorney expert, Chris Ann Hall.
Let's get real. Most emergency food is just as bad for you as any other choice in the standard American diet. And that's just sad. We don't just need food. We need highly nutritional food. We don't just want to survive food shortages. We are meant to thrive in adversity. Complete your daily nutrition and have shelf-stable Kingdom Fuel as a cornerstone of your food supply. Don't sacrifice your health or your taste buds. Stock up on Kingdom Fuel now. And when you navigate through these, these economies with people, here's, here's what happens. We want to hold their hand through it, let them know when it's time to buy, sell, reallocate, get out of Dodge. Because a lot of times when you're struck with fear, fear does two things. Number one, it can paralyze and, and people just put their head in the sand and say, I'm just going to forget about it and hopefully it gets better. Or it causes you to make a wrong decision. And this is why we are here, is to help people navigate through the political quagmire nonsense that's going on, the economic malaise and the absolute collapse that we're seeing. And when our freedoms are eroding, our political freedoms, our economic freedoms, our personal freedoms, our religious freedoms, our health freedoms, they're all tied together. But you know what doesn't need to erode with that? Our finances. Kirk Elliott, PhD.com forward slash Sherwood. You know, people often ask me what has been the most destructive lie the American people have been taught about the federal government and the U.S. Constitution. Now, Doc, you and I have talked about this on a previous segment, but it really boils down to the lie that the supremacy clause in the Constitution establishes that the federal government and federal laws are superior to state laws and state constitution. Now, our previous segment went into detail and explained how that is absolutely not true. And just a simple reading of Article 6, Clause 2, which is the Supremacy Clause, proves that. But you see, with that deception that has really infested the minds and politics of American government, we have had a falling away of the understanding of governors and attorneys general and even the people of their states of the power and the duty and the responsibility of the state to stand against the exercise of unauthorized federal power. And if there was one thing that I want the American people to really know today, if there was one thing that the American people could know that would change the whole dynamic. I'm not usually a one thing person, right? Because I understand that life is multifaceted and there are many solutions to a single problem and there are complications and details that need to be worked out. So I'm never really a one thing person, but in this situation, there was one thing that the people could really, really own. That would be the understanding of the power, the role, the duty, the responsibility, the authority of our states 
to say to the federal government, I'm sorry that con the Constitution does not authorize the exercise of that power and we will not comply. And so in that authority, we have a solution to nearly every single federal problem that we see today. The ATF gun grab. States actually have the authority and the duty to say no. We're not going to let you enforce those laws in our state because there's no authority for you to govern what we sell and how our people uh, keep and bear arms within our states. There's no authority for you for that. No, we're not going to let your Environmental Protection Agency come in and rule and reign over our land. And by the way, the FDA and the USDA Sorry, we don't find that authority in the Constitution, because remember, we're the states that created the federal government. We're the creators of the federal government. And as the creators of the federal government, we have the authority to say, you know what, we didn't create you with that power. So that power does not exist uh, to be authorized in our state. Not only are we not going to help you uh, ex exercise that power, but we're not going to let you exercise that power on our people the Department of Education, the Department of Interior, the Department of Ag, the, uh, the uh, Forestry Service, all of these organizations are extra constitutional. And according to Article 6, Clause 2, if their power is not exercised pursuant to the Constitution, the power is null and void. And what the American people and our governors and our attorneys general need to understand is that applies to the judiciary as well. The Supreme Court's authority is limited and defined by Article 3. The, the Supreme Court and federal court authority is limited and defined by the powers delegated to the federal government. So if the power, the authority is not delegated to the federal government, the federal judiciary doesn't have jurisdiction over the matter. So if there is no authority for uh, delegated to the federal government to rule and reign over uh, what we eat, what we drink, what we smoke, what we ingest, what we wear, what we buy, what we sell, how we live, how do we use our resources in our states, all these things that happen internally in the state, then the Supreme Court has no jurisdiction over those matters either. So we have to understand and we really have to own this that our states not only have an authority, they have a responsibility to say no. And we have this information documented for you in our book, Sovereign Duty. Have this information documented for you in a film we call Non-Compliant Movie that can be found at noncompliantmovie.com. And we wanna help you know this because all political powers derive from the people and the people have to stand for the proper application of their constitution in order to defend their rights. So I'm thank you, Doc, for letting me bring this information to the people. Uh, there are many ways to come to this understanding. We wanna help you with some of them, but that's the one thing I wish everybody would know right now. Exploring biohacking, bioharmonizing, biosynergizing, stacking, resilience, or anti-fragility? Start here, no gimmicks. 
just proven results. 